Hello and welcome to the Shock Your Potential podcast. I am your host, Michael Sherlock. Each one of us holds great potential, and tapping into that potential is my passion and my mission. Shock Your Potential is a global leadership training company dedicated to creating positive, productive, and profitable workplaces. We develop, nurture, train, and guide leaders at all levels and at all points in their career. Through this podcast, I get to interview amazing leaders who are shocking their own potential and the potential of those around them. Learn more about us today at shockyourpotential.com and shockyourpotentialpodcast.com. And don't forget to check out my two best-selling books, Tell Me More, How to Ask the Right Questions and Get the Most Out of Your Employees, and Sales Mixology, Why the Most Potent Sales and Customer Experiences Follow a Recipe for Success. Join us now as we meet another great guest. And don't forget, subscribe, rate, and like us today. Thank you for joining us on another exciting episode of Shock Your Potential. You know, this little business podcast of mine really has taken some fun routes, uh, some interesting routes. And today we're going to talk to somebody whose title alone made me say, I need to talk to him. Well, maybe not his title, but how he describes himself. Because uh, Jesse Schechinger, oh, I, I totally screwed it up. Schechinger, oh, I think I finally got it. He gave me a thumbs up. <laughs> and as you guys are all listening, you know that I screw up everybody's name. So there we go. But he describes himself as the laziest salesman in America. Just think about that. I actually really like that. That totally you know, resonated with me. And he is the chief revenue officer with a company called OnCourse. So we're going to talk a little bit about his business. We're going to talk about what it means to be the chief revenue officer, uh, which you know is all about money, 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 show me the money. So we'll have to ask how he uh, you know, is also the laziest man, but drives a lot of money and a little bit more about what he does and what he might do for you and your business. So first of all, Jesse, thank you for joining us today. Oh, Michael, how you doing? I'm awesome. Just don't suck, Jesse. As long as we get through uh, this, you don't suck, we're in great shape. There's like no chance that this is going to be riveting for your listeners. Uh, we should just apologize to all of them. It's not going to go great, folks. We're, we're aiming here for a B plus. That's what we want to have happen. Hey, B plus is not bad. I always like hey. getting B pluses. Better hey, than a B. My mantra was C's get degrees. So it's going to do better than that. <laughs> Jesse, tell us about, you know, you, your, your company, your job, you know, tell us a little bit about uh, what you guys do every day. Yeah. So, um, largely speaking, um, I say I'm the laziest sales guy in the world because I really just, I mean, you do have a certain amount of sales activity. And for those of you who've ever thought about getting into sales or considered sales as an option, there's a lot of grunt work and a lot of it's not great. Um, but on the upside, the money's awesome and the freedom's awesome. So you do have to figure that out a little bit, right? And in so Michael, here's the thing. I was one of those guys who, you know, while didn't want to go to college, everybody just kind of said like, hey, this is kind of what you do. So I'm like, all right, well, let's do that. And I would get the agenda the first day of class. I always showed up for the first day. I got the agenda. I would look down at it and I'm like, all right. 
to get a 78, I don't have to do this, 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 or that. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> and I was like, just, let's just get your brass taxes here. Like, what do I got to do to get in and out of this puppy? Um, and so, you know, I've been doing that way with sales. So I started out, you know, as a kid, I would sell, you know, lemonade, experienced golf balls, which were used golf balls by the golf course. Always trying to make a buck, never trying to have to listen to people um, and just kind of carry that throughout. And then even when I got my first um, like telesales job, which my telesales job was oh, tough. It, I learned a lot there, but it was brutal. I mean, so we did oh, 400 tough. calls a week and you're just reaching out to all these people who literally hate your guts, right? Like. <laughs> You get, a, you, you get a general sense of like how people's, yeah, level is, um, <laughs> but how they treat strangers on the phone. But the, uh, what I did learn, I was like, okay, well, 400 calls absolutely suck. So how can I like cut this down? And so I ended up finding a couple of different ways, got creative. And I was like, well, if I just talk to these three people, I could send my quota for the year and I could just be done with this back to the golf course. So, um, Generally, you can see the theme happening here, Michael, which is uh, Cut Corners McGillicuddy, right? So, uh -huh, yeah. um, so what uh, this all went, and so I worked for several. I've done all, I'm like, as close to a professional peddler as you're going to get, right? So I've done the <laughs> telesales. I've done the field sales. I traveled. I got the Delta Miles. I stayed in Hilton Gardens that all look the same. Uh, oh, yeah. People love to talk about business travel. When you're in the same Hilton, it's not as great as everybody thinks. When that um, one Hilton also sends you a Christmas card and you're like, oh, I suck. <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I got so, mine yeah. from Marriott Courtyard. So yeah, I'm with you. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so doing all this, and then I met a good buddy of mine, um, Cash Merrill, and he um, had exited a um, software company that was an e-learning platform. Um, we couldn't be in two different spaces, but he's like, Hey, I have this software development shop that I've got to started doing this and we're done paying for Salesforce and outreach. Like this is getting crazy expensive. I want to develop a CRM, but I really wanted to get your insights and thoughts on how we build it put together. I was like, how much work do I have to do? He's like, you can just, <laughs> he's, and he knows and I, you well enough to know that he better answer this question correctly or he's screwed. Exactly. So, and he's like, well, just tell us what, you know, you want it to have and we'll build it. And I was like, that is right up my alley. So, um, so you put together the platform. So it's called Encore Sales Engagement. And this thing basically has everything. So if you wanted to start a business um, or if you have a small sales team, so let me go, it's got the typical CRM functions, which is your kind of contact management, opportunity pipeline management, stuff like that. And then in addition to that, we also baked in all the traditional communication channels. So it's got a dialer in there. It's got bulk email. It's got SMS messaging. It's got all of the things uh, that we could think of to put in one. And we have a bunch more stuff that we're working on because I got frustrated. I had to type things in from my phone. And so we're working on some <laughs> voice stuff. But um, we're trying to put everything together. as well. I'm thinking, as I feel like you were the perfect person for this. 
Like, how do I make this so incredibly easy that I can do it while I'm sitting on a beach with my Mai Tai in my hand? That's the only way you're going to cater to salespeople. If, if we're all just being honest in this room, nobody, <laughs> no sales professional on earth, like here's like, hey, we're getting a new CRM. And they're like, yes, finally. <laughs> oh, all of my bosses can see all my activity. This is going to go great. So <laughs> that part never works, right? So um, I'm like, well, we have to get, we have to really nail the putt of how we get salespeople to help them in their daily activities. And then it'll start working for better business owners. Cause I refer to them as always the bosses, right? Like the bosses always want this. They want that. They want whatever. Right. So the bosses get their information that they need. And then um, on a rep level, and this is where my spirit for doing the minimum really shines is <laughs> we can set up all this automation uh, to help, really be doing outreach. I mean, <laughs> all right. So the world's gone crazy. Uh, the, uh, you have the ability to communicate and reach out to people like you have never have before. And lots of people have been given for all intents and purposes, like machine guns to blast mm -hmm. us with email and all kinds. I mean, if there's nothing is more annoying than the auto dialer, like that guy deserves, you know, to be thrown <sighs> on an island by himself. <laughs> so it's you know nobody likes that guy everybody loves the email guy everybody hates the guy that put email on phones now everyone can reach us all the time but um so you have to be if you're gonna game the system correctly you have to be really smart about it and you have to have something that's going to allow you to be able to hit people up um, i know that you had probably a couple weeks ago or so someone on your platform that talked about social media and LinkedIn and doing stuff like that mm -hmm. and reaching mm -hmm. out on LinkedIn, things of that nature. Um, so LinkedIn is a powerful tool. So you want something where you can kind of get a whole view of your relationship with these prospects that you're trying to attack mm -hmm. and getting multi-channel sequences in place and put them in one platform is going to help you do that. And what this looks like at a super practical level is if you're someone who's trying to sell any kind of product, with our tool, you can set it up so that you are, without effort, mind you, reaching out to <laughs> 75 people on LinkedIn per day, 100 people via email per day, and you can actually spend your time just talking and connecting with people the way you want. And mm -hmm. getting all that kind of wrapped up in one platform, there's lots of ways you can, you know, kind of duct tape this thing together, but we've tried to put a nice little easy place to get it all started. So largely that's what I do out here is I just kind of, A, I push on course because that's what we're trying to get. That's what we're trying to promote and Absolutely. do. But B, it really is super effective on trying to bring up any kind of new product. Here we go. <laughs> Listen, the world's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> that's what we're going to name this episode. The that's world's good. gone crazy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so what I, what I was going to ask you is, you know, I think there's a lot of, um, people like I, for instance, I'm connected with all the, uh, so many speakers and trainers and business coaches and, um, some of them use CRMs. Some of them use, you know, kind of versions of that. Some of them are pushing out newsletters. Some of them are, you know, there's a lot of dabbling going on. And I think one of the, uh, the things that I see, um, you know, from my background in, you know, in sales and marketing, 
you know, I knew how I wanted to organize my business and what I was going to try and do. And actually then I still, you know, it took me two years before I said, Hey, you know, maybe I should take this stack of business cards and like put them in a, you know, do something with them, put them <laughs> yeah, in a spreadsheet. Sure. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, and I, um, I'm really, cognizant of a couple of things. Like I'm cognizant of people who just put me on their mailing list without asking me, or they um, send me, you know, email like newsletters that I'm like, that is an email newsletter template from like 20 years ago when they first came out. And it's really intriguing to me what people try to do and, you know, and, and do put a lot of work in it, you know, a lot of writing, a lot of content. But then I think, are you even looking at what you send out and you know, how are you measuring ROI? Because if you really looked at me, like there's this one person, I love this person greatly. Hopefully this person is not listening and will not know I'm talking about this person anyway. Notice I'm being very careful about what I say, but I, the moment I get this person's email uh, newsletter, I, I delete it. It's just like immediately deleted. I don't like the look, I don't like the feel. And I, I find that people who are trying to use these systems don't always step back to say, am I doing the right thing? Just because I bought you know, this through MailChimp may not be the way I do it or whatever system, but how do you help people to uncover you know, how to use a system like yours to really help them shock their potential, not just create more noise? Well, here's the fun part. So. Yeah. I knew we were going to um, get into something fun. <laughs> yeah, agree but disagree. You ready for this? So <laughs> yeah. Um, so here's the thing: is we um, we actually the best part of my day is I wake up in the morning. I look over at my phone. I see that red dot with all the new email in, and I go through all the stuff I can delete, and it generally makes me smile. Right. So. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people put a lot of work into that stuff, but if I can delete you, oh, I love doing it. So exactly. um, now here's the interesting part. So there's an organization called Topo, and I don't know if you've ever heard of these people or not, but what they do mm -hmm. is they review around 300 businesses per year and they study their um, sales outreach, right? Then they publish a report, uh, the Topo 2019 one's out. So um, you can go look at it and what they do is they say like, all right, so what were the most effective sales outreaches? How did we get, you know, what really resonated with people? How many touches did it take, et cetera, right? So you have these things that like an inbound lead, you know, can take anywhere from six to 12 steps. A cold call can be 17 to 18. Account-based leads are actually even longer, which doesn't make sense, but they are. And so you get all these cool stats. And what really happens is we're... In it, and this goes back to our line of the day, the world's gone crazy, right? So it goes back to you getting lots and lots of um, email activity. And I am not a psychiatrist. I don't know any <laughs> things about- You play stuff. one on TV. <laughs> yes, exactly. I don't really know anything about anything. But what I can tell you is stats will tell us that if I send you a bunch of cold emails, I can count on you deleting at least the first five of them. So there's not, from a statistical standpoint, really a lot. Like a lot of my first emails, the campaigns we do at Hot and Course are like one, two, seven, one, two, three sentences long um, for a multitude of reasons. One, I've never read two to three paragraphs from people I know, yes. nor shall I be right. writing, reading two or three paragraphs from someone I don't know. 
Um, so, but I just need you to recognize my name or my company name for a couple things. And what I'm trying to do is get you to the point where you say, this dude's not going away. Right? <laughs> then, like, so I either need to open this damn thing or I need to block him. <laughs> yes. Like I am going to persistence wins. Right. So I'm going to get you to a point where you're like, what does Jesse want? Like he's not going away. And so eventually you're going to read it. And then I got to hit you and that slot of emails five through eight, five through seven. I got to make sure I got some video in there. I got to mm-hmm. make sure that I can get something super compelling. Those are the areas where I want to be super specific to Michael, you know, where let's do some history. Let's figure some stuff out so I can queue up those personal messages in those things. Um, and that's really the key window for me to get you. And then once I actually get you engaged, I know it's going to take a bunch more time to actually get you to buy some, but Um, we have to burn through all that stuff. And there's kind of, as we look at the stats and we go through, and again, spirit of laziness, how do I just do (laughs) the minimum and get this through? I'm surprised you haven't figured out how to jump from email one to email seven. (laughs) I know. It's, well, it's on, it's on. Come on, Jesse, get on it. It's automated. So it's nice. But, um, (laughs) You find these little hacks, right? And these find these little tools and tricks. You know, one of my favorite ones is the LinkedIn one. Because LinkedIn, I love LinkedIn because I've, I've sold for so long. And people will be rude to you to your face, which is great. Um, people will be super rude to you over the phone. Um, <laughs> if you catch somebody in a mood, uh, you can get some crazy stuff via email. I once actually got a picture of a middle finger. It was awesome. I hung it on my wall for a while. I love that guy. Um, <laughs> but there's something to LinkedIn where people are generally polite. And I've kind of thought about it. And I was like, maybe it's because their company's right there. Maybe it's because I'm one click to their boss. Like maybe there's a lot of things like they have a network. Like there's just a little bit more riding on it in LinkedIn. And so you can get away with a lot more. Um, and because of that, like politeness, you can also do some things when you're selling to people on LinkedIn that are super practical. So like if I was trying to sell you something, Michael, I would first things first, I'm going to view your profile. Mm -hmm. So you're like, huh, this guy's interested in me. What's going on? So I pop up on your list, right? Of people. Right. And then I'm going to ask you to connect. Okay. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to do any kind of, ugh. I really, I'm really trying to expand my network or I want to learn more about your business. I never had 13 of those right now that I'm like, you know, once you hit accept, they're going to sell you immediately. It's going to pop right into, Hey, I'd love to have 15 minutes. Click here for my calendar. I'm like, you don't even know me or my business. I know. I've never had so many people interested in my business. I have all this help. (laughs) (laughs) All, all these, they all have the solution. I know all these good natured folks that just like willing to drop everything and help me with my problems. Like so nice. Um, but you know, and like the minute for people out there, the minute that you can, like I, you've never connected with a buddy or a friend, it sent them a message. So if you put anything in that connection box, it's saying like, I clearly don't know that person. Right. So don't do that um, by all means. So I'm going to view your profile. I'm going to ask you to connect. And then I'm not going to say anything to you. And then I'm just going to look and scour through to see if there's anything I can come remotely close to liking that you've posted. Um, <laughs> oh, and 
That's so how clearly gonna... you found nothing in mind. That... <laughs> 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 Um, <laughs> so I'm going to try to figure it out. You know, I'm going to try to find something like, Oh, I dig manatees too, you know, whatever it is, but, um, we're going to go through and now you had a new connection. You're not really sure what it's about. I'm trying to do a little flatter you. Oh, he shared my post. What a, what a gentleman, right? Mm-hmm. Um, then I'm going to approach you much like you would at any kind of cocktail party. The way that people, yes. you know, hey, I know Bill, you know Bill. He said that you might be doing something. Like, might I lie about knowing, talking to Bill about you? Maybe, maybe I will. <laughs> but you, we both know what I'm trying to do here. I'm just trying to warm up the conversation, right? Um, yep. And then you also really do have to, like, as you referred to earlier, I call it throwing up your value prop. Like you don't want to just smack mm-hmm. somebody in the face with your value proposition. If you yep. don't know, you have a problem you can solve. And if I can't just give you an example of somebody I think that might be close to what you're doing and how I've helped them and give you a visual way to just kind of paint the picture of this is exactly how Jesse's going to help you. Mm-hmm. Um, then it's not really worth me going over, but but after I do that, then I got you in the horn, I got you connected. Then I can use some automation to slowly just kind of remind you, hey, you mm-hmm. never talk to me. You never do all that kind of stuff. But <laughs> you really have to get good at the game, Michael. Yeah, good at the game I think so because. too. I think so too, because it, it really is about communication. It's just a different way. We have so many different ways to communicate. And I know that even uh, when I first started my company four years ago, uh, a little more than four years ago, I, you know, I, I wasn't that big on social media. I didn't really know the role. I didn't know, you know, what plays what, where, and I decided to make LinkedIn my home. And so I cultivated the connections, knowing who my target audience was going to be and hopefully be, and I was very systematic. And so I've got almost uh, 18,000 connections on LinkedIn um, that I've carefully crafted, you know, over these last four years and, and it's paid. Uh, it's, huh? Don't want to toot your own horn, but beep, beep. Yeah. <laughs> but beep, beep. Well, I do because it, it was a lot of work. I mean, I, I really was systematic about it, but it, what I'm, you know, what I found then too is what works for me on LinkedIn didn't work for me on, you know, obviously on, on um, Instagram or Twitter. And so just having to figure out, you know, what, what card to play where and how to use those. So my, I mean, my total home base is always LinkedIn because that's where I figured it out best. And I found my following there and I, and I have my, you know, group that, uh, you know, that uh, interacts and, and, and really um, has connection literally. So it's really yeah. interesting to see. And then, but now, you know, as you try and cultivate some of those to the next step or farther than, you know, the first few steps, it's really, it's really a process to do it and still have a, a sense of feeling personal. Yeah. And, and there's definitely something to be said about picking a platform and nailing it, right? Like that's, mm-hmm. there's a lot, your success story, others, very similar way, getting that starting point. Ours is with the trying to bring the platforms together. It's really because introductions can be done great via LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. Business is discussed via email mm-hmm. and you only close sales on the telephone. Right yeah. or face to face, that's just or face-to-face, yeah. You, you got to have those three um, put together in order to make it happen. So, um, yeah. but yeah, no, I mean, you got to. It 
it is interesting and you're just like oh i don't know if i could take any more communication channels the world's gonna help <laughs> me i know like what's next <laughs> all like, i know is that i was at a meeting a couple of years ago and somebody we were in like a social media management uh, so uh, like class or course and somebody said so now should we be on tiktok now this was a room full of all like you know national speakers and I'm like, what the hell's TikTok? <laughs> so I downloaded it right away because I'm like, I got to find out. And then when I figured out what it was, I'm like, no. Yeah, unless you can do gonna... 17 cartwheels down a soccer field in a row. You're... Well, I could, but I'd throw up at the end. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Well, let me take this a little more personal because I'd love to also oh. ask my guest things where it's more about like your background. So if you could go back in time to any time of Jesse's background and told him anything that would have shocked his potential farther, faster, or kept you on the exact same trail because you like to, you know, uh, take the easy route. When would you go back to Jesse and what would you tell him? Oh, young Jesse. He was a thinner, handsome man. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, what I guess I would have, would have, because it is one of those things where, when I was younger, this is kind of like that high school, college time or whatever. As I got a little bit older, I did really start liking to learn things. Um, mm -hmm. And I did get interested in wanting to learn stuff and figure that out. And I wish I was like, dang it. If you just would have not have, you know, I mean, I was back, back right seats, every classroom I've ever been in. Uh, I was like, God, if I could have just paid a little bit more attention, maybe I could have gone this a little bit quicker. But at the same time, it is hard. I mean, you know, when you talk about personal things that get, like I, I worked at a country club and I had to be a caddy for a while and uh, dealing with lots of really rich people and stuff like that. You just kind of, you know, I was basically a glorified dog running after golf balls. Um, but it did teach me social skills really well. And it did, you know, I got some insights into like how the other half lived. Um, and I think the one thing that if anything kind of unlocked the potential is I, I legit do love talking to people. I actually, I hate and love people all in the same. I really do. <laughs> you know, I love this. Like I love talking to somebody sitting down, but I don't want to be near a party. I don't want to be near a stage. I don't want to do any of that. Right. Um, that seems a horrible time, but, uh, it is on, a, on an interpersonal level. Um, cause you do, you have lots of people on here that do big stage things and speakers mm -hmm. and all that kind of stuff. Oh, I'm yeah. Just, yeah. I'm like, we Hey, terrifying. Right. Like it's awful. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I'm just not into that scene. I was like, but I do love if there's like an individual level, if I could help somebody, we could attack a problem. Like you gotta get a little energy jolt from that and being able to do that kind of stuff. It's interesting too, because um, I do have a lot of people on here that are, are uh, big speakers. Um, and, you know, we, we do this for a living speaking and training. And I'll tell you, talking about, you know, the world being a crazy place, every one of them, you know, when we, before we start taping or after, you know, there's this moment of how much each of us misses that, you know, because, you know, we're right now we're taping this. It's the end of July, 2020. You know, we don't know what is going to happen the next few months before we get a vaccine. And I know that I won't be on a big stage for at least 18 more months. And so then by the time that's done, it's two years 
without something that is your primary, has been your primary lifeblood. And, you know, so I get a lot of that through doing the podcast because I really enjoy it, but I'm used to walking around and, you know, not sitting in my chair. In fact, I have to sit on this chair because my editor said I need to not be in my office chair because it's so <laughs> big and ugly. And I don't know, see if I can see it's big and ugly. So uh, tell, have, tell them to mind their business. <laughs> well, and it is, it's, it's bad in the, in the side. So I'm on this other chair that's actually pretty, but you can't see it because I'm too short and I'm sitting on okay. three pillows. So nice. by the time I get down, I'm like, I want to move. <laughs> but I get it. And I think that, you know, when you talk about that experience, especially, you know, kind of working with, uh, you know, a lot of wealthy people and, you know, being there at their beck and call as a caddy, you know, that also probably taught you a lot about how, what you say to people in certain circumstances. I mean, that's a great opportunity for a salesperson to really craft their, you know, the schmoozing part of, of themselves. Yeah. Well, that's, I mean, you and I polar opposites, right? I'm six foot seven. You're on three cushions. You're sitting there saying, I can't believe I might not be on stage for 18 months. I'm like, oh, if we could just extend this quarantine by 18 more months. Uh, <laughs> but, um, but yeah, no, it is. Like, I mean, I don't know. That's one thing that I've always really enjoyed. It's like when you actually get to know somebody one-on-one um, and especially because that's the time where people can kind of let their guard down. They will just be people you know, there's, there's no, I mean, we, I joke. So our CTO is one of the nicest guys on planet Earth. And he legitimately goes into every interaction thinking that everybody tells the truth and that's how he leads oh. it. Okay. Oh, good for him. I like and him I go into every interaction <laughs> saying everybody's lying to us. Until proven otherwise. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm disappointed less, Cash. I'm disappointed less. But um, but it really is one of those things where you try to go as much as you can um, to get to know people, get to help them. And, you know, when you can't interact on that really personal level, it's always a great time. I agree. Well, we're almost out of time. I know we'll have all your contact information on the show notes, but in case somebody wants to find you and find out more about your company, what's the best way for them to find you? All right. Well, don't find me. That's not going to be great. But what <laughs> I do need you to do is go to tryoncourse.com and sign up for a demo. Uh, we can show you a little bit of our platform. We'd love to be able to sell you stuff. Um, also, uh, this is the one thing that I do love saying. I am never on Twitter, but I was able to get the real Jesse on Twitter. So I just like to say that because it makes me feel like a big deal. So you can find <laughs> the real Jesse on Twitter. Oh then, my God, that reminds me of a friend of mine. He used to buy all these domain names, you know, before all that, uh, everything kind of became .com. And uh, so he held on to one. So he would charge companies, you know, money for them, obviously. And he's, he held on to one of them. And, uh, and, he, and he said, I'll let you have it for free. I just need to come up with the uh, slogan for you. So it was uh, pets.com because pets can't drive. Yeah, <laughs> and, and my buddy came up with that slogan. I'm like, that's sweet. <laughs> he goes, that's all I wanted. I wanted to be able to say I came up with that slogan. <laughs> that's fantastic. <laughs> I love it. Uh, Jesse, awesome. it's been such a pleasure. Before we go, do you have any last words of wisdom or pearls of advice for my listeners and viewers? Oh, not one, except for to listen to this podcast more. All the episodes are going to be better than this one. 
you know, so if you landed on this one, let's stay tuned for the next episode. Maybe that guy's got some better stuff to talk about. <laughs> I don't know about that, but I had a lot of fun. Jesse, it has been so great. Thank you for joining us on our little podcast. And I look forward to staying in touch. All right. See you later. Thank you for joining us on another episode of Shock Your Potential. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and like our podcast. And for more information, find us at shockyourpotential.com and shockyourpotentialpodcast.com.